I'm not recording. No, now we're recording. <laughs> now we're recording. <laughs> Do you know that happens all the time though, Cam? Yeah. How many times have you listened to a podcast and one of the first things they say yeah. is, we had the most amazing I know, and I was, I've just been so insightful and intelligent, <laughs> the things that I've been talking about. And then now I've got amnesia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so now we start now again. I'm just dumb and inarticulate. <laughs> good tucker for your good dogs. You know what I love about when we were in LA, and I feel like it's happening over here too? Yeah. Dogs are allowed everywhere. They are. And I wonder if it's a particular, like in LA, it feels like it's a restaurant. It doesn't really yeah. matter what kind of place it is. I, th I feel like in New Zealand, we're a little bit more particular. Yeah, yeah, dogs, are, like dog breweries. Yes. Dogs are allowed anywhere in a brewery. Like a brewery is like, breweries like a bench. Basically it is. Breweries are like a bench. You're allowed to, it doesn't matter what you're wearing. Yep. You can bring your dogs, you can bring your kids. You can everyone's, bring your sand. Yeah, everyone's cool with everything. Yeah, and they sell to them as well. So they've yeah. got like dog, dog treats. Oh, yeah. We've got dog beer, pooch beer. What was it? Mutt butter. Mutt butter. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Butter. Love that. I love it. Yeah. So I think I'm going to Samoa tomorrow. What the hell? Are you? Yes. So, Are you uh, scoping with Rob? Yeah. So Rob was going with Scotty T. Yeah. Friend of the show. That's what you guys say on Photo Radio. Yeah, yeah, the totally. Yeah. That's what podcasters say. Yeah, yeah. And actually, to be fair, Rob could learn a lot from our podcast. And yes, yes. And so he'd better be a friend of the show. Yes, exactly. But they don't even know we have a show, so <laughs> difficult, to be, <laughs> that's a, difficult to be friend of the show when I don't know you have a show. And that's actually, true. when you actually haven't published a show yet. This is true as well. <laughs> Episode four. Yeah. But you but, know what? It'll be like when Rob discovers that we have a podcast, i.e. when you tell him, and then when we publish, it'll be like an author who's just discovered yes. that has written 17 books. Yeah. And he loves it. And he's like, oh my God, the whole back catalog is my Yes, and you'll start at the beginning as I can't wait. I've got four episodes to, to <laughs> listen to. This would be amazing. Exactly. But yes, this Hottie T was supposed to be going for like, photographs and he's gone, gone nil. The COVID? I'm not, I don't think so. But I think being precautionary, traveling and stuff. That's really yeah. So, so uh, I think I'm going instead as the ring-in photographer slash carrier of things, I suppose. I'll carry Rob's bags or something. Amazing. Because yeah. I had a conversation with Rob and I was like, Rob, you tell that someone guy they need a nutritionist on their camps. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I'll tell them that. Oh, yeah. To be honest, I mean, you'll be a hell of a lot more useful than, I, than I'm going to be. <laughs> and then, of course, I was looking up all the surf spots. Of course you were. Going like, oh, well, I wonder if we'll have time to like, bugger off and just go surfing for a few hours. But then I think it's quite difficult to get good surf spots, but I think quite difficult to get to. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I had a long path two years ago and about all over reefs. Oh, reefs. oh, what's your feet? Yeah. Are you taking your... Those would be frowned upon. Yeah, yeah. Fuji, yeah. especially in the tropical... Oh, yes. Tropical conditions. Oh, yes. And I think... It's yep. Cameron and his budgie smugglers and his booties. Yes. Which reminds me of when we were in Hawaii and I did go surfing on the reef. Did, wasn't very pro and came in with a whole lot of sea urchin spines in my toe. This is a problem. And it, isn't it a balance between being being the cool hit, in this case, surfer, mm. but then also just like risk-taking, yeah. but not recognising mm. it as a risk, then being really super conservative and not being a dick. Yeah. I don't know. It's a fine line. Yeah, it is. And, uh, I will always err on the side of the latter. I'll yeah. always be conservative and be a bit of a dick. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I think you just got to try not to get too deep over your head. You don't want to get over in, your head. You don't want to get in, in over far, your head. Too far in over your head. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay to get in over your head. Yeah. But maybe just so you're bobbing on the surface. Yeah, yeah. Surfing's like that. Yeah. You just got to work your way up. There's yeah. plenty of, you can get yourself into trouble. Like Rob and I got my fault because I should have known better because I'm the more experienced surfer when we Hawaii. We surfed on a, a spot where we shouldn't have really been and I caught a wave and then saw the reef. Oh, too late. Half a metre deep or something. And Rob cut his foot. And yeah, so that was a bit silly. But we, we uh, figured out we were in the wrong spot and got out. Yeah. He just, I guess we got a flight and he just sort of had a little bit of a hurdy foot. Well, interesting. Yeah. Related, but a tangent. But also, when we went tramping, back when I was in my first year of my masters, we relied upon my friend's boyfriend at the time, now husband, to know the weather reports, to take all the safety stuff because he had done mountaineering courses, he was the safety guy and we were all the newbies. And then some, somehow we get stuck up on the Goat Pass in Christchurch for three days uh, in yeah. snow and torrential downpour <laughs> thinking we were going to die because uh, we relied on Dougal to do the weather report and do all the safety stuff. Not Dougal Allen, obviously. Not Dougal Allen, <laughs> no, no, Dougal Bale. And Shame so, on you, Dougal, shame on you. you. But also... It really highlights to me how I am in life, and this is a constant work on for me, but I've gotten much better. I rely on other people to take responsibility for things that are actually my responsibility. Yeah, well, it doesn't everyone at some point, and you realise, even was everyone else relying on me? Or yeah. was no one, yeah. no one actually taking responsibility yes. for this yeah. at all? So it's always a good idea to take some responsibility. It's like when... If we go for a long ride or a long run, or some sort of adventure, and Rob's here, yeah, we tend to rely on Rob to be like tour leader, which is ridiculous because Rob has gotten you lost so many times, yeah. and and the, the course is blown out so many times. I know, well, he loves it though. It's thing. Yeah. like it's no big deal yeah. for him. Yeah, the rest of us are like, oh my god, my <laughs> run so far, and then Rob gets the blame, of course. I know. When yeah, it was never. It should never have actually been his responsibility in the first, in the place. first place. Yeah. But yeah. Like, I mean, the best thing that could happen to Rob in his life is that he has to end up running further, running or riding for an extra hour or something. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, I totally. <laughs> Do you know, this is, I don't know when we're going to switch to business, but it does, I think about that stuff and I think about it in relationship to business because so often in my life, up until three or four years probably, I've always relied on other people, consciously but also subconsciously, like it's not really, I don't recognise it until I, until I look back, I've relied on other people to get me ahead without actually recognising my own skills and responsibilities and my, not my own power but my own ability to do it, someone else is going to get me rich and famous. Yeah, sometimes it's, it's a bit of a trap. You're trying to outsource things to people that you shouldn't outsource to them. Yeah. So in business, you shouldn't outsource, well, depends of course, everything in business depends, but general rule, don't outsource something until you're, you're confident that you understand it. Yeah. And that it can, that it's ready to scale. 
And I think there's some exceptions to those rules, like if you don't have any expertise in something. Yeah. And then you do it the other way around then. Yeah, it's all something, but as the owner or the leader of business, you still need to understand what's happening. Yes. You, don't, you can't just outsource it and then leave it up to someone else and if it doesn't work out. Yeah. Because, you know, the buck stops. Buck stops with the leader of the business, not yeah. the people that you outsource. Yeah. Stuff. Too, you know. And also stuff that you do outsource. Like I know a lot of people who outsource their social media. Mm. Whereas I could never do that because I am my brand. And if I outsource my social media, one, that's one of the most enjoyable parts of it for me. So I'd lose a lot of the joy that I would yeah, yeah. get. But two, it wouldn't be my voice. And then I wouldn't, and, and that would be quite an obvious thing, you know, like if you've set it up from the get go, that that is how you operate. Because there are people in my field and they've got social media co companies who, who, so they never really had their voice. It was always the voice of the, and so that's, you know, mm. recognizable. But I think for people sort of going into this space as a brand, as a coach, you know, so you want to be known for yourself, then you have to decide which way it's going to, yeah. what it's going to be. I think be. it depends on how, well, firstly, what you want to do in your business. Like a lot of people don't want to be, a, don't want to have a personal brand. They just yeah. want the, uh, the brand of their business. And that's fine. But that's very difficult to do when you're doing coaching type yeah. stuff. Very difficult. Well, I would say you would never be successful if you don't have a, at least to begin with. Unless you are already like a Craig Alexandra or mm. someone who has a coaching company. Not that this is his company, but Purple Patch, for example. Yeah. Like that is a coaching conglomerate. Yeah. Or it feels like it is. Yeah, yeah. Even though there are some well-known names and those names would draw people to their particular yeah, sort of coaching yeah. platform or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but even then, so Craig does webinars at the moment for his, yeah. the members of the San Sago Try club. Yeah. So the webinars is just him. Oh, nice. Like giving advice. Yeah. Stuff. So, you know, even, even at that level, you have a much bigger audience. Like people, people sign up because of him. Yeah. You no, know, because he's well liked and respected and has a lot of, lot of knowledge. And he has a team of coaches, but it still comes best from him. Yeah. Uh, directly from him. And it's very difficult to like scale that out to other people or outsource that sort of thing to other people so you just need to be careful with what you do and yeah don't uh, outsource and how to sell when you do like how to sell that because mm. i'm sure everyone that's going into sensego doesn't think that they're getting a personalized triathlon plan from craig alexander oh, no. yeah no yeah no. but there is some level of comfort that you involve your part of a team or part of a group of athletes that are being advised by people who are involved with crack, you know, like there's almost like two or three degrees of separation, but it's still enough to bring people in, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just launched one of your Mondays, Mondays Matter programs. Yes. Yep, special Christmas edition one, and that's gone really well. Yeah, I got close to 600 signups. Yep. Which is amazing to me in a time interesting because of course in some areas we're in a recession we're going into a recession cost of living crisis etc but in our space people are still buying 
and they're buying at the level with which a plan like Monday's is pitched at. Not it's super cheap and therefore not valuable, yeah. but it's just being able to be delivered in a way that it doesn't have to be a high-ticket item in order no. to be successful. No, and price pricing is a really tricky thing. Like, quite often you can double or triple your price yeah. and it not affect how many you sell. So that's something that you need to experiment with and, and I think for the most, most people will underprice things. Yeah. Because of confidence, the fear of things. And then often people will say that, well, one or two people typically will say that, oh, you know, this is way too expensive or something. Yes. Like and then that's, you can easily get distracted and thrown off yeah. by those one or two louder people. And then potentially you could have halved it or quartered it and then said, well, why don't you buy it now? And then they might still not have bought it. Yeah. Like it's easy to, to look at something, especially if it's something that requires a lot of work and a lot of change in people. Like if you want to do the Monday's Matter program, Basically, you got to have a bit of an open mind and go, well, I'm going to, what I'm doing is not working, so I'm going to try this because yeah. I'm doing it. And then you often have people come into the program and then sort of be disappointed that they have to do something different as though they would prefer just to do exactly what they're doing and get better results. Yes. You know, it's that silly cliche where people say, you know, they're, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results, but it's it's a human flaw. It is, and yeah. it's not restricted to people who don't have discipline or anything like that. It's just built into a little psyche, human nature. Yeah. So sometimes price. So just because someone says that they think they're not going to do it because it's too expensive doesn't actually mean that they're not going to do it. Well, it's interesting because I remember when I did my alumni plan earlier this year. And I was trying to figure out a price point for it. And I'd come up with a price. And you were like, Mickey, if people are going to pay $60, they're going to pay $90 or whatever it was, which is so true. Because if people are going to do it, then they're going to do it. Whereas, of course, if it was set at four times that price, that's when that might yeah. wobble a little bit for people. But sometimes there is no, like in my head, there's a big difference. But in someone else's head who's willing to, who's wanting it, it's, it's almost not even, it's inconsequential to them. So if you think about 600 people, yeah, $10 each extra for 600 people mm. is not very much, but it's $6,000. And that's how you need to look at it, don't yeah. you? Yeah. So it's like, in terms of value, they're getting way more value than what paying yeah if what you're promising is possible and it is yeah but of course they needs they need to do work. work evidence is confidence yes and actually it's interesting cam not that we were having a conversation specifically about mondays but mm. even on day three people are like oh my god i'm loving it three days in you know like yeah. all you need as a person delivering the plan are those types of posts and you're like, oh cool, this is good. And uh, like you were saying, everyone is different. Oh, this isn't gonna work the first time for everyone. 
but they what it might do is make them realize that they can change things like they just need to they just need to come out for the price point what well, this one was 130 dollars yeah if they come out with it come out of the other end with a bit of confidence thinking they can actually do things i mean that's worth the money because then just the next step they can go off their own make more progress or they can come on the next program yeah make progress again so. i think what's really encouraging for me is that people are back in the program having not reached their goals first time round, not because of the extent to which weight they had to lose or whatever mm. but just they said you know after three weeks this thing happened and they couldn't get back on but they still had that first three weeks yeah. it didn't put them off that they couldn't do it that oh that didn't work for me it was more like they could see that it could work yeah. if they had their head in the right space yeah, so that's super encouraging because next time they can go four weeks and then they can go six and yeah. then they can go forever yeah totally which is ultimately anyone in my field that's our goal like mm. even though that's a self-terminating sort of thing but it is 100% true that you want to teach people the skills so they don't actually need to yeah yeah because there are eight billion people in the world yes and so it's not like if you teach people things that they then don't need you that suddenly that's dried up your income no, that's not exactly. how that works no no they're going to tell four other people yep. imagine so we're at brothers beer in Mount Eden yeah Oh, they, Beer Brothers. Brothers Beer. Oh, wow. Brothers Beer. They are Beer I Brothers. I read that wrong. They are. They are Beer Brothers. That's what I said to you. I think I messaged you Beer Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but they're Brothers, brothers beer. beer. Yeah. And they've got the cool juke joint, which is like a, like a smokehouse barbecue type operation. <coughs> and they don't have it open anymore, I think. But you used to go and walk through the, the cabinet. Oh, yeah. <coughs> and you used to choose your, choose your meat. Stuff and then you get so much meat, and then you get the best. Did still. COVID put a kibosh on that? I think it might have. Oh my god! And they haven't really ever. And then maybe they do it on the weekends when they've got more people. On. Yeah, but yeah. I was just thinking, if we um, the amount of people that signed up to your program, yeah, they wouldn't be all. They wouldn't all be allowed in here. It's too no. many people. No, isn't that amazing? Yeah. Amazing, Cam. Yeah. And, and it doesn't feel like, and this is another thing I think is really encouraging. It doesn't feel like you tapped out the market. Like, this is your audience, this is all you've got, and then you're just going to ring them for everything. Like, that's absolutely not how it works. No, and I think we've grown each time. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and there's room for leveraging some sort of sharing of uh, what we haven't done. Oh, we, we must have it. We've got it on a list somewhere, the, the total number of people who have been through the program. Is it like 16,000 or something? 1,600. 1600? 1600. You can eat it there. Soon out. to be 16,000. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that you, you you haven't put a limit on yourself. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, I think it will be something like that. And then leverage that to get some sort of, I won't, I'm not going to say viral because it's not, it's not viral, but it's leveraging that, so the, their social connections with other people. Because every one of those people who have been through the program will know another hundred people who could benefit yeah, from and the I want, program. And so, okay, so that's a good good point because remember the second time I ran it, we did the golden ticket promotion. Yeah. I think we should do that next time. You think so? For Shred, because I'm going to call it the Shredjuary edition because I want to bring Shredjuary back in because I just <laughs> love that name. And, so, and also that actually gives me quite a good time frame because this will finish mid-December. Mm. And I need a good lead-in time. I can't just... And, and also, 
New Zealand and Australia in January. No one wants to diet. Fear in no. us. You're barbecuing. No, but they do want to get shredded. They do want to get shredded. By, <laughs> by February, they're so ready to shred. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's cool idea. Yeah, and just leverage because, you know, they've got all, every one of those people have got all of these people that could benefit. You need one each and you don't. And, yeah, but how, I wonder how to run something like that, which would be, which wouldn't just, because there is, and this is not a bad thing, and I love it, but the workload is, does increase with numbers, with increasing yeah. numbers. So it's how to do a golden ticket promo that then, would it be they come in, they bring someone else in and they get one for half price or something? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, we did some, something similar. I thought, well, we should do the math on it. Yeah, yeah. Just to make sure. We did buy one, get one free, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we don't want to, we won't do that. Mm. I mean, that's good for increasing your circle of people. Probably at that time, it was probably quite good. It was amazing. Not that many people have been through it. Yeah. By then, so that got a lot more people yeah. through it and this time around. Figure something out. Because there's, you know, there is, it's not just like, I'm going to share with this, this with you so you can get a discount. There's a lot to be said with, I know Mickey, I've done this with Mickey before. I would like you to do it. Yeah, 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 totally. Because yep. I want you to get a result. And you don't need to say... For, a dis uh, for half price. Yeah, 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 no, totally. Going to get you some results for cheap. Half price for cheap. That's the thing, you know, and because I had so many people in this time and they've told their friends and they're signing up with their cousin, their sister, their three best mates. Mm. They're all doing it, you know? Yeah. And I just love it. So you think it doesn't like me? Could, it's quite good. It would be quite good to have a, a discount. Yeah. But not something that devalues it. Just yeah. something like, I know, I've done this with Mickey before. Yeah. She said that if I invite my friends, you can get 10 or 15% off. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. like as a, you should do it because it's cheap. Yeah, totally. You should do it because I've done it and I have this social proof. Yeah. Marketing term. Yeah, yeah. social proof that I've done it and it works and yeah. so you should Because there is a real, this is the thing when you're trying to price things, and this is a, convers a, a bigger conversation for another day, but there is a, at some point, or, you know, I think we as Kiwis, we undervalue what we do because actually Kiwis don't pay. You know, like, like, and I think about like running is a perfect example compared to triathlon, for example. Mm. They're very different. Trail running might be a bit different, but road running, we don't want to pay anything. People say running is real cheap because all you have to do is buy the shoes. It's actually not true. Disappointingly so when you get into it. But, like, we don't want to pay for coaches. We don't want to pay for massage. We want everything on the cheap. You know, that is the way, that we, and we should be able to perform like that. But triathlon, it feels people will spend and throw money at mm. everything to improve their performance. That's a different mindset to running. And I sort of feel like in this space, that might be true of coaching as well, is that we hesitate to pay money for coaching in this space because... In part because you can get so much for free on the internet. Yeah. But so then when we price things, we don't price them at the rate with which they're worth. Just, I, I say that because I have my people in my business mentorship and they can charge so much more, no one blinks. Yep. So the thing is about 
perspective I think you should take around that is you're not offering information that isn't freely available for them to find on the internet. Yeah. It's that you're, with your expertise, you're filtering out the stuff that yes. they shouldn't be finding, or shouldn't yes. be using that they find on the internet. Because you can find all sorts of them and there's no, there's no guarantee that any of it is, will help them. Yeah, yeah. You know, you could take one of our hundred different types of approaches and then actually actually just seeing that you, you'll do a Google search or something and seeing that all of these results that are, that are contradictory, because they are, like that's the nature of anything to do with health and fitness, partly because of the comments involved, people selling supplements or medications or food or all of these things really blur the lines between what is actually effective and what's just effective marketing. Yeah. So I think as a nutrition coach, part of your job is to like disseminate the information, filter it down and like really make it simple to follow with based on your expertise and your yeah. experience with all of the thousands of people that, yeah. that you have helped spoke to or helped to your program. And yeah. seen the results and know what works and what doesn't and all the work that you put into the researching the new things that yeah. constantly come up. Yeah. I hear you. So Cameron, when do you fly out tomorrow? Good question. I do not know. I have no idea. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, awesome. Are yeah. you taking food? Can you take food to Samoa? Uh, you probably can, I suppose, but I wouldn't imagine that I would, I would do that. I don't know anything about it. I don't know where we're staying or what we're going to be doing. Are you going to be drinking inappropriately large pineapple drinks? Probably. Well, you better okay, take a picture. Kelly Center, <laughs> yes. Kelly event. I will order a giant pineapple full of coconut flavoured alcohol. Amazing. I want for the photographic evidence of that. I don't even know. Do they have pineapples or something? No, they have coconuts. Oh, it might just have to be a coconut a one giant then. coconut. <laughs> yeah. And maybe like just a coconut that had been lying on the ground for a while. Yeah. That actually has turned into alcohol and you just drink the <laughs> coconut water out of it and amazing. get Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. It'll be like coconut vodka or something. Cool, yeah. can. Yeah. We'll enjoy that. I will. I will. And uh, maybe we can talk about that. Yeah, that'll be my great. That'll amazing be great. trip to, not Hawaii, to Samoa. Samoa. Basically Hawaii. And our next episode. Awesome.